welcome back inside our Vancouver Proactive studio. Joining us now on Skype is Prad Sekar, the CEO of CB2 Insights. And uh, Prad, happy holidays. Great to talk to you. Happy holidays. Uh, always glad to be back. So we are a very interesting news release out this morning that we want to talk, yesterday morning we want to talk about, about a full-scale hemp-based CBD study that you're going to undertake with a, a company called Green Lotus. So tell me a little bit about uh, the connection with this other company. This is something that you've talked about in the past, right? Yeah, we've uh, we've we've been done this. So we've actually begun the trial. Uh, we've announced it recently, uh, but the project started a few months ago. So uh, both the company CB2 Insights and, and GL Brands are uh, both uh, portfolio companies of Merida Capital, which is uh, one of our anchor uh, institutional investors out of New York. Uh, so we had the introduction made by Merida, and then obviously uh, took the conversation from there. Really liked their approach uh, to being able to validate uh, safety and efficacy claims on products. Um, and they had this one specific uh, product here, which we were looking at uh, running a clinical trial on that effectively they said they wanted to be able to test and, and take it to the next level of data and efficacy. And this was actually a smart decision by them um, yeah, because uh, about a year ago now, we we had just come off a meeting with the FDA uh, well ahead of their uh, uh uh, their claims on CBD in the most recent months. And I think it, it all lines up very well to what companies are now going to have to face, which is increased scrutiny from regulators and uh, especially the FDA now starting to look at um, hemp-based CBD products, even from a safety perspective. Uh, I think GL Brands is really taking uh, sort of a, a step in the right direction and making sure that they have validated data to support their product. And Pred, we haven't heard a lot of, of, of this type of thing happening within the industry as of yet because it is so new. So to actually take a product and then do testing that we've seen on the on literally on the drug side for years and decades, if you like, this is a very one of the first times we're seeing this. Yeah, look, we you never really have a product in market until you have the trials and the data to support it. That's typically how it works. But cannabis has been lucky. It's been able to have been commercialized before the need for any of the stringent regulatory process around testing and, and trials. Um, you look at Epidiolex from GW Pharma, and they took the years that it took to get a product to market. Now they're reaping the benefits of it. I mean, their one product alone is generating enough revenue to beat out probably the largest LP on a global capacity. And it only affects a very small subset of the population. So there's a lot of validity and, 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 and um, value in bringing drugs to market the traditional way. But we obviously recognize that not all conditions and not all products can have that same sort of latitude and benefit. So we're for years, kind of as medical cannabis evolved, it's really been a grow and a sell model and see what works and what doesn't work through real world data and real world evidence. Uh, but now with, of course, um, more regulation coming in uh, in the U.S. market and international markets, uh, there is starting to become uh, sort of variation between what we consider recreational products, wellness products and medical products. And each one of those are now going to have to go through the proper regulatory means, depending on what type of classification system they're looking for. And uh, it, it is new because it hasn't really been required yet. And there isn't a lot of work being done in this space yet. But there's definitely an increased scope and need and uh, from both the manufacturers as well as from the regulators. And I would think at a company like yours driven by data, this fits nicely into your business model going forward. 
Yeah, I just uh, I'm I'm more happy now than ever that uh, I don't look so crazy making the conversational claims we've been making for the last couple of years. The, the demand for what we've been offering has really started to only take off in the last six months, and we're noticing that through the multiple announcements that we've made over the last uh, four months and uh, uh, the other deals that we have in the pipeline that we expect to close in early 2020. Um, this is only starting to ramp up. Um, the reality is there's a lot of the business out there and um, you know our goal is to capture the lion's share of it but of course there's going to be a need as an industry to keep moving in this direction forward so we're more than excited right now that we're actually executing against um, the deliverables that we had talked about in early 2019 as part of our model moving forward in the new revenue segments that we anticipated to be able to commercialize in. Now, I would imagine that, uh, like every cannabis company right now, you'd like your stock price to be higher. I think everyone agrees with that. Sure. But uh, give me sort of a, a look ahead to 2020 and, and just do you feel you're comfortable where the company is right now and where you're headed? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's really much to comment on in the stock price. It's not us. It's the market. And there's only so much within our control. Um, but you know, the stock price doesn't speak to the success of the business. In fact, we've had a pretty successful 2019, um, you know, with limited cash raise during the IPO. Uh, we were able to achieve some pretty successful milestones. We've taken the company to over 24% growth in revenue uh, as of the last quarter. Our profitability margins, our EBITDA margins have decreased from, uh, uh, have improved from negative 25% in Q1 to negative 7% in Q3. And we're looking forward to uh, running on a profitable business model uh, in uh, by the end of Q1 2020. Um, you know, as always, there's sort of seasonality in every business. We've established a cost structure now over the course of the year, driven through technology and uh, and scalability, as we promised to do. And I'm happy to say now that we've reached the point that we're about to turn the corner. Um, but we've also been able to, beyond that, also validate the new milestones of the revenues that we've been forecasting. So in the areas of data and technology, in the areas of clinical research, uh, we've booked over $300,000 in revenue within the last six months alone. And uh, we've got... Uh, you know, over $3 million in the pipeline that continues to build on almost a monthly basis. So we're looking forward to a very busy 2020. Um, and I think we're very excited to be able to bring some of this news flow and, and new revenue flow and profit, of course, um, to our shareholders. Well, we look forward to uh, telling those stories again in 2020. Brad, great to talk to you again. Uh, have, a, have a great holiday season. We'll talk real soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Great to speak with you. All right. Brad Sekar, the CEO of CB2 Insights.